Hi and welcome. I am here with one of my favorite, favorite people in the industry. Uh, Shelly Goldstein has so much to offer us. You may know her from cosmetic facial acupuncture, but in symposium coming up, she is going to be talking about ethics and safety. But guess what, guys? It goes so much deeper than that. And so I'd like to welcome Shelly to the show, if this is a show, and have her just talk a little bit about what she's gonna present at Symposium and just about the whole notion of ethics and safety and practice and help us understand that it goes a lot deeper than just ethics and safety. Great, thank you, Ease. Thank you so much. And thank you um, Pacific College for this opportunity. Yes, I am teaching at Symposium and it, the first in the morning it's ethics and then in the afternoon it's ethics and safety. And, you know, some people think ethics is really boring, you know, just, you know, how do you practice? What are you doing? And even there's, you know, like tips of this is ethical, this is ethical, this is ethical, safety, this is how you needle, this is how you keep a clean field. But in my opinion, um, it's important to have those things and just to have the information. And I think as practitioners, we have naturally do a lot of those things. But what about the person on the other end? I mean, we're sitting here and we're doing our point prescription, making sure we have a clean field. What needle do we use? Are we doing it safely? And then there's this person that you're treating. Well, what about that person? That is a person. How does that person feel? How does that person feel about being in, in, the, in the room with you? How does that pe person feel about getting needles stuck in them? How does that person feel about the condition that they're coming from? And how do they feel about the relationship that they have with you or oftentimes just establishing with you? And I am a specialist in cosmetic facial acupuncture. That's what I do. That's what I love to do. I've been practicing for almost 30 years. And I would say that 95% of my patients come for facial acupuncture and cosmetic facial acupuncture. And I have found over the time, over the years, that um, knowing that this field is extraordinarily popular, it's actually one of the top three most uh, sought after specialties among professionals of, of facial acupuncture, of acupuncture. And I ask myself, well, why are they coming? You know, what, what's going on with them that they're coming? So my younger patients come for prevention. They're kind of smart, kind of savvy. You know, they know that they want to extend their quite beauty time. And so they come for prevention. And then I have patients that come because they feel like what I do as facial acupuncturist is more congruent with who they are and their belief systems about medicine, you know, and health and so that's another reason. But underneath it all, most of them come because there's something going on. And it's usually has to do with um, not feeling good about themselves or not liking themselves, or even more people in their later years, they come because they're in some form of crisis. Call it your midlife crisis. We think of a midlife crisis as a period of transition and questioning about who you are and your identity and your self-image. And it usually starts in your 40s, mid 40s into 50s. And it's this awakening that you have 
And this awakening could be, wow, you know, I'm aging, think it's good. You know, I, I like who I am and, and I'm looking forward to Medicare, you know, because it's the one thing that you get from the government on your 65th birthday. And it kind of, for those of us in private practice, you know, insurance is expensive, um, but also uh, it's a period of inquisitiveness and, and a period of just re-looking at yourself. Um, but for many, many others, it's not. It's a period of crisis. You know, when you look in the mirror and you go, oh my God, you know, I'm looking like my mother or my father or someone. And um, for these people, these, in my practice, what I find is these people, uh, they have for some reason uh, identified with how they look as who they are and how they present themselves in the world as, a, um, as the message of who they are inside. Call it lack of self-esteem or call it um, you know, not, not be, being very confident about yourself and relying on their looks or their external appearance to validate who they are as a person. So when that external appearance starts to change and you're not happy with it, or it doesn't look the way that you did look, that's crisis. That's what happens and because you don't know who you are. Who am I? What's going on? And a lot of times my patients, this is where they are. And, and they come in, they tell you, I don't like this wrinkle or I, I'm my sagging skin. But really what they're crying out for is something much, much deeper. And it's an emotional healing. It's a spiritual healing. And as acupuncturists, this is what we're really good at. This is our medicine. We are good at treating the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, and integrating them all. And so I find that this is the most rewarding aspect of my practice is actually helping people feel better about themselves as much as looking better. Because I have this motto, when you feel good, you look good. And looking good helps you to feel better about yourself inside out and about yourself and about others because how we feel about ourselves is also how we feel about others if we're judgmental of ourselves we're judgmental of others too so it's really it, talk about holistic this is holistic medicine and and uh to be able to apply that to people's self-image about who they are and how they look is just rewarding for me so, so with the what i'm guided to ask you is about like the ethics portion of it so since we're, the topic is ethics and safety, of course, we're going to create a tranquil space, a safe space for them to share, be vulnerable, that's non-judgmental. And the ethics portion, how does that play in in terms of, okay, they come in, they have this crisis. Um, how do we tie into the ethics side of this discussion and this exploration of holding that space for them that truly is a space of seeing that patient whole and complete. Perhaps you have, and I'm sure you have, mastered some strategies of, um, of doing that because we're human. And right. I'm sure like that's the whole idea of like safety and ethics because we're human and we come in and we're having a bad day or this patient reminds us of somebody that triggers us. And so how do we harness ourselves so that we can provide the most ethical, safe environment spiritually mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Compassion. Compassion for others is, is so important. 
Um, you know, there's no judgment here. People come in feeling good about themselves, feeling lousy about themselves or whatever. No judgment at all. And, and, and it's also important for you to ask your own self the question, how do you feel about aging? You know, what is going on with me as a person? Because if I have conflict with aging, I'm going to project that onto to my patient. So to be really clear and focused in yourself, you know, to look at yourself in terms of how you feel about aging. It doesn't matter whether you like the way you're aging or not, or you have judgments about it, but to be not to pass that judgment onto your patient. Um, so hold that self space, hold that compassion. Pre COVID, I actually um, would ask, well, even now, I don't ask a lot of questions because I don't really care about what they tell me because oftentimes in the beginning, they don't, they tell you what you want to hear and not what's really going on. Um, so I get them on the table very quickly. I'm a big tongue and pulse person, mainly because I can touch them. And people like to be touched, whether they tell you they do or not, they like to be touched, tongue, pulse, and I'm also close to them. And in that closeness, uh, create the safe space. Mm -hmm. Create the safe space, ask questions rather than tell them about you, ask questions, you know, ask questions, not ask open-ended questions like, how are you doing today? What's going on? Um, things like, uh, you know, they'll say, I'm having a really bad day. Well, what's going on as opposed to, oh, that's okay. No, that's, that's a close-ended statement. What you want to do is ask open-ended statements, get them to talk. Get them to talk and be the best listener that you possibly can. My patients tell me, wow, you're a good listener. Well, that's my job. My job is to listen to you and let you actually be who you are without judging them because they get their, their people are their own worst critics. They're going to judge themselves up and down. They want a safe space to, to be able to just be who they are and to relax. So how, what are some ways besides like the touching and this is so lovely because it, that's it. We're creating this safe space for the patients. So like we talked about when we started this is the topic safety and ethics. Oh, what is that really about? Is that clean needle technique? No, actually we're talking about how do we create, truly create a safe space for the patients and, um, and treat as ethically as possible. So what would be some strategies that you would give a practitioner like, you know, that does find themselves feeling judgmental or they, they're listening and the answers they're receiving, they're kind of filtering it through their own judgment. What, what can they do to become better for themselves as a better practitioner? Get acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> Walk your talk. <laughs> really, I, I, um, it, it takes work. It really does take work because I remember going through it as well. And I, you know, I was raised in somewhat of a, a family where we were judged about our looks. You know, my mom had a lot of judgments about who we were. So I had a lot of work to do and I, and I did it. And, and um, that's important, you know, wherever you feel stuck, do the work that you need to do, whether it's therapy or acupuncture or whatever. But if you're gonna specialize in this, get clear, get really, really clear about who you are in relation to it. It doesn't mean you have to resolve your issues. I'm not saying resolve them. I'm just saying know them. We all know where we stumble in life, whether it's giving a presentation or 
you know, our clothes or how we look on them. We, there are places in life where we stumble. Be clear about what they are and then be able to kind of work around it. Manage them. Manage. So for symposium then, for the, the workshop and the uh, introductory talk, is, are you, will you be covering things like that, like strategies for patients and then also self-care strategies? Will I be able to take that away when I, when I attend? Absolutely, yes. It will be a combination of um, ethics as per the guidelines of what's ethical practice, safety as per the guidelines of what's safe practice. But, then, but that's more uh, practice ethics and, and safety from the perspective of the, of the practitioner. Um, then we will move into ethics and safety, similar to our conversation now on the other side, you know, the person on the other side and what feels ethical and what feels safe for them. So physical and emotional ethics, physical and emotional safety from both the practitioner's perspective, um, the outside uh, institutions that monitor <laughs> ethics and safety, and also from the person that sweet little being that's on the other side that is coming to you for help. Will you touch about touch on boundaries? I have a lot of uh, clients, well, practitioners come to me and say, oh, I'm so bad with my boundaries. You know, patients will stay longer than I want them or they'll keep emailing me questions. And is that something you talk about as well as boundaries? Um, uh, I haven't thought about it, but that's a really good conversation to have. You know, I will definitely, you know, think about that because boundaries, you know, we think about Chinese medicine and we think about the spleen and the spleen is responsible for keeping things together and creating boundaries. And so again, I'm going to go back to acupuncture, you know, if, and from the perspective, from a TCM perspective, um, boundaries is kind of a hole in your, in your five element and your you know, organ systems system. So yes, boundaries is important. Boundaries is really important. If you, for those of you who have children, they want boundaries. They seek boundaries. They will push you to the limit just to make sure that they're there. And because boundaries make people feel safe. If you don't have boundaries with people, then they are going to push, 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 because they're waiting. They're looking for the pushback. They want to know how safe am I in this system? So you think that you're helping people by being available on a Sunday afternoon. You think you're helping people by giving them extra time. You're not. You're, you're challenging them and you're hurting them in the bigger picture of things. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yep. I, I keep thinking about my three and five-year-old. I'm like, I got to keep on those boundaries. Yes. Yes. So, okay. This, your symposium workshop sounds phenomenal. I'm super much looking forward to that, but that's not all you're working on. I know we spoke earlier and you're really starting to pivot more towards sharing all your information and knowledge and moving more into the professor teacher mentor role. You just created, and it's launching, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about this big certificate program you're doing with the school, um, with a number of other practitioners, Michelle Gellis, Mary Elizabeth Wakefield, Matt Callison, yourself, and Lillian Bridges. Tell me a little bit more about that program. That sounds phenomenal. This is so exciting. This is big. Yeah. <laughs> this is, um, I founded the Academy of Advanced Cosmetic Facial Acupuncture. 
uh, a number of years ago. And I've been teaching, it's a hundred hour training program with the people that you mentioned to bring in the skill set of all of these wonderful and leaders in the field of acupuncture and facial acupuncture. Uh, and then after symposium last year, uh, I started talking to the school and we decided to bring them together, you know, bring the best school in the country with the best program in, in the country and bring them together and create a partnership. So we have created, we call it the FACE program. It's facial applications for appearance enhancement. It's over 140 hours of a combination of live uh, of virtual training and live hands-on mentorship with the, all the same leaders in the field. It starts in January of 2022. It's eight uh, credits. So if, for those of you that want uh, educational credits, this is eight of them. If you want continuing education credits, we'll have PDAs from the NCCOM and other states of over 140 credits. You can, uh, because of the relationship with the school, there is student loans programs that you can apply for. And, uh, and it's two semesters, the fall, starting the fall and the spring semester. The fall semester is didactic training with some clinical training. And then the second semester is a lot of case studies and application uh, uh, of what you've learned, both from a didactic and a virtual and a clinical perspective, how to apply that to your practice. And we're super excited about it. <laughs> I, I, this is the first I've heard of it. And it sounds so amazing to have all those great minds sharing in a collective format. When you do the didactic, is it going to be each of the individual mentors doing it? Is it on Zoom or are you guys meeting somewhere physically? Yeah, yeah. it's on, uh, no, it's on Zoom. Uh, the beginning will be an overall um, of both Eastern medicine and Western medicine. So um, if, from my opinion, if you're going to specialize in facial acupuncture, you need to know the anatomy of the face. You need to know the layers of the face. You need to know the muscles of the face. You need to know the nerves and the, and the vessels. And so we will be go, and I will be teaching a lot of that as well as my own uh, techniques for needling. And then Michelle Gellis will, will teach her styles and techniques. So we are each take turns coming in and, and teaching a class. So Michelle will talk about some muscular needing, needling, scalp needling. Mary Elizabeth comes from a five element perspective. So she'll be teaching her new protocols. Lillian Bridges will talk about face reading and how to diagnose the face from her perspective. Matt is like the motor point king. <laughs> so he's gonna be um, talking about his program. And uh, honestly, in my opinion, it's important to learn from as many different people as you can. I learned my way, I figured it out myself. We were all kind of in it in the beginning we didn't really have mentors. And so we came up with, we did the best we could. You know, we came up with as much as we can. Well, now we want to pass it on to you and we want you, or this program wants you to learn from everybody because we want you to one day be the leaders in the field. Take what you learned from us, put it together, 
create your own style and technique. We're all so unique and we all have so such interesting skill sets and they're all a little different. So take everything and learn as much as you can, take as much information as you can, integrate it and bring it into you and take it out as you because that's what your patients are gonna like. They don't want, well, I don't know what they want, but you know, they, they feel more comfortable when you are you, when you are yourself and what you bring to the table is you. People feel that and they, they're attracted to that. So take that information, make it you, and I want you to be my teacher one day. You know, I want to learn from you because everyone is so unique and so special. And, and that's what we're trying to do with this program is not to train you to do what we do, but to train you to be who you are. In I love it. Like yes, I love it. I love it. Standing on the shoulders of giants, basically. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's what, that's what everybody's going to be doing. That's a visual I see. What other things are you up to? I mean, you created the first program. Now it's enhanced by bringing these people in, which is amazing. Well, I, you're so creative, such a leader in this field. Are there other things that are up your sleeve? I wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> what book did you write? It's called Your Best Face Now, uh, Look Better in 20 Days with the Acupressure Facelift. It's oh, okay, I saw that. Avery Press, okay. yeah. And then for, I had a lot of patients come from all different countries and are all over the, this country. And obviously they couldn't do a, a number of, of treatments. So I created the touch and glow uh, tool. It's an acupressure tool and a point prescription protocol for uh, enhancing appearance. Um, I uh, am teaching a lot more. And I am taking my own advice and learning how to relax. That I didn't know what that word meant. I honestly had no idea. Relax, you know, there's, there is go and there's bored. You know, there was nothing in between. And so I'm one of the fortunate people that, you know, COVID forced me to, well, I didn't really stop. I got my, my doctorate degree through the school. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it actually helped me to um, have a little more introspective. I, I think I actually went through that, um, that midlife crisis. You know, it's like, who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? And how do I feel about it all? And I actually had some time to think about those things. And I, get, I realized that as much as I love my patients, it's time for me to pass on my information. So I um, don't tell my patients, but <laughs> I am, yes, I am moving out of private practice and dedicating my life to, um, to teaching and passing the information on. And then also I'm gonna take some time off. So I'm a scuba diver, I'm gonna dive more. I'm going to, I just um, gave up my house in the city and my apartment in the city and um, I'm living in the country. So I've gone from a city girl to a country girl. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And um, I'm going to go outside and take walks with my dogs and swim in my pool. And and in the winter, I'm going to go to Florida. I have an apartment in Florida now. I'm going to never have to shovel snow again. <laughs> and I, I think it. I'm just going to enjoy my life. And I think I'll be, you know, my it won't be so dark under my eyes and my cheeks will have more lift and tone and my some of my wrinkles will start. I don't see any wrinkles. You are radiant. So 
already your decision shows on your face. I mean, when we started, I thought, gosh, she's just gorgeous, beautiful, radiating from the inside out. It shows that this decision of yours to give yourself some, some time off, you've, you've created so much. So when, when did you publish your book, Your Best Face Now? Uh, 2016. And is it, did you self-publish or you had a publisher? No, it, it's Avery published and you, oh. uh, Avery, Avery published it. Um, and it's gone through its second edition already. Wow. Second. wow. So you can buy that on Amazon yeah, or on your website yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did the touch and glow tool. So cool. it's like a DIY. You have the tool and how to use yeah. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can. Where do people? Yeah, you can contact. You can go to my website, HamptonsAcupuncture.com. H A M P T O N S. We know how to spell acupuncture. <laughs> I hope we do. <laughs> yeah, really. And you can get that touch and glow. I mean, get it. Yeah. I'm not psychic, but if I was psychic, I would say you're going to get some juicy downtime, and in this downtime you're going to get downloads of new things to create. I really, you're such a creative person. I wouldn't be surprised if you created more of these DIY, DIY self-care tools for practitioners and people and these trainings. You have so, so much to share with everybody, whether it's a practitioner or just somebody out there, like you said, that's going through a midlife crisis or not really feeling so good about themselves. Uh, I know I looked at your website. I did a lot of research on you before our talk and have been following you because uh, you're a leader in the field. But I mean, you've, you've mingled and helped celebrities and been on TV and done so many amazing things. This vacation that you're calling it or this time off is well-deserved. And I think it's just going to take you to that next big thing, the, your next big offering. And I'm excited to see what that is going to be. Thanks. I think so too. <laughs> if, if, if you had um, some advice, like let's say, you know, you had a brand new practitioner sitting in front of you and that practitioner is like, oh, I, I want to do facial rejuvenation. And, you know, what advice would you give a new practitioner entering practice? Yeah, it's an exciting time right now for acupuncturists. We're going through a, 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 a transition in our in our profession of um, moving into a more professional milieu. You know, we're moving into a more westernized um, healthcare regime that's becoming less Western, less Eastern, but kind of merging. And um, take that very seriously because they're barefoot, the time of barefoot practitioners is not, not happening as much anymore. They're out there. But really um, the respect that we want as practitioners in our field is the way we need to operate as practitioners. And a, a GP is not gonna tell people that they're cardiac surgeons unless they are trained as cardiac surgeons. And I feel the same way about our profession too. If you are going to specialize in anything, and I don't care what it is, whether it's OBGYN, pain management, facial acupuncture, know your stuff, get trained in it. Don't think that, oh, I'm an acupuncturist. I know how to you know, put needles in the face. No, you need to get trained in what you do and take your specialty seriously if you want others to take you seriously in that field. So get trained. That's moral of the story. 
I 100%. I'm so, so much behind you. And in January, 2022, they have a program that will help them train if they want to go into cosmetic acupuncture, yeah. cosmetic facial acupuncture. Yeah. And what's nice about this program is the strength behind it. And that's being part of an educational system like the Pacific College. You know, they yeah. are recognized well-known, you know, well-respected educational institution. And to be able to say, and your certificate will come from, from the school. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, WASA approved school. So that, that speaks loudly, you know, especially on your wall. <laughs> yeah. no, but, and, yeah. but it also uh, raises the bar for the quality of education that you'll receive as well. What about a practitioner that's been out for a while and feeling a little burnout? If you've been in practice for over 30 years, what you have, you've been in practice. I'm sure you came upon a time in your life where you were like, huh, what's next? Or a little bit of that humdrum, or maybe you never did, but I'd love if you had any pearls to share with a practitioner that might not be sure of what their next step is, especially with COVID, a lot of people like you said, you know, your three-year plan turned to three months plan. COVID was uh, uh, exceptionally helpful in that regard, helping people really get clear on what they want. What would be your advice to a practitioner that's uh, still exploring their options and maybe feeling a little bit of burnout? In yeah, burnout, burnout is a signal. Burnout is a real sign that says stop, stop, stop and take a step back and reevaluate you know, what you want to do. I, when I went to Florida two years ago, uh, I was going to open a practice. I was all set. Like I'm going to have a practice in, in the city. I'm going to have one in the Hamptons. Now I'm going to have one in, in Florida too. And I got there. Let me just stop this. I got there and I, um, I couldn't do it. You know, I was burning out, but I didn't know that I was burning out. So if you recognize you're burning out, that's great. You are halfway down the, down the, down the path um, and it, it just stop and really think about, uh, do I want to stop and do something really different like garden <laughs> or do I want to shift where I'm going and stay in my field? So that, you know, that's your first thing. And, you know, similar to you, you know, you had that experience too of stop, you know, stop because I am not following my passion in life. Mm -hmm. And, and so I guess the, my question to you and not an answer, but a question is what is your passion in life? What, yeah. you know, when you wake up in the morning, what excites you? And you have definitely followed that. Yeah. I mean, it shows there's, there's no question in my mind that you literally might have gotten burnt out just from the sheer work and magnitude of all your offerings, but I don't get the sense that you're ever like, oh, why am I still doing this? You found out that you loved cosmetic acupuncture very early on, went all in on it, and then wrote a book on it. Do you think you'll write another book? Well, if I do, um, I think, you know, I'm not a very good cook, you know, and, and so, you know, I rely on the Lillian's books for that, but I, I like it. I like the idea of it. So, you know, in my first book, there is a small section about uh, eating to, you know, eating for health. So I might, you know, do something like that. I don't think I'll ever have a product line that's just that's an enormous project you know mm -hmm. um but my sister has one so you know maybe i'll promote her you know i help promote her you know um but i think that i um for me 
even though I will have new projects, I agree with you. I, I think that they're going to be more about mm, nurturing the inside. I love it. I love it. So with this, the touch and glow tool, is that manufactured somewhere else and sold that way? Um, I still have that. I have that. Yeah. yeah. That might be something else to do is have someone else manage that. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, you could sell it. I had a product line myself and got to that point where just like we shared earlier, how I was driving in my practice, hoping that the patients would cancel that day. It's like, I was going down to fill orders and I'm like, oh, I have to go fill orders. And I stopped like, what? You have orders. Like, this is amazing. So I sold the company, but yeah, I get you with that product business. It's it's, it's a, a lot, lot of work. work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And the shelf life is short and it just, yeah. But God bless the people that do, because I certainly use a lot of products. My bathroom looks like a pharmacy. <laughs> use them all. <laughs> okay. B, I know you're so busy. I know you got to go. And um, this has just been so lovely. And I look at you and you definitely walk your talk. You are walking advertisement for our medicine, for what you share, your, what you teach everybody. Give us some of your secrets. Could you share some of your secrets of just looking so beautiful, radiant from the inside out and just what are some of your secrets? Oh, wow. Um, well, let's see, what are my secrets? My secrets are I wake up in the morning and I think, what can I do to make me happy? You know, and, and I mean, it, I, half the time I sit down at my desk and I work at the computer all day, but then it's like, I need to stop. I, I stop earlier now. I used to stop at night and now I stop around somewhere between 2.30 and 4.30 and I'll go for a bike ride or I will have a conversation with a friend or I'll go have cocktails on the beach or, you know, I, I make sure that every day I do something that makes me feel good. And it may happen in the morning. I may just get my cup of coffee and go sit outside and go, oh, this is lovely. <laughs> but I think that in order to give to others, we have to be able to give to ourselves, not in a selfish way, but, um, but just, you know, be balanced. We, be your medicine, be your medicine. And our medicine is about finding balance and harmony within. So look for it. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. We tend to, you know, some of us are very driven <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, stopping is not, you know, someone, I don't remember who said it, but there's no such thing as boredom. Boredom is an opportunity to expand. And, and um, so it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to just stop and breathe. <laughs> and explore. And explore. Yeah, it's exciting. I love exploring. <laughs> so exciting. And I am just thrilled that we were able to have this conversation. Thank you again so much for agreeing to meet with me and talk like this and share all of these gems with the many people that are going to listen to this. I look forward to seeing you at Symposium and looking into your program that starts January 2020. You've got your book, Your Best Face Now. You've got the Touch and Glow. And I just know with every fiber of my being, there's more, there's more. And, and I love that you're sharing everything with us and just thank you so much for all that you're doing for our profession and just the world at large, really. 
Thank you, East. Thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. It's been awesome. Office. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but it's it's short lived because pretty soon you're going to be doing the you know cocktail hour in Florida. Yeah. yeah there you go. And on my way, yeah. I'm going to find that pearl or that place in me that is appreciative of my patients and and appreciative of. Um, being able to serve. So. Yeah, and you're you're doing that so well. Thank you so much, Shelly. Have a wonderful day today. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye.